Welcome to the Warp Sense Reality Podcast. This is Josh. And Amy. And we are here on the uh, pre-Snowmageddon of 2022. Is it really supposed to be a Snowmageddon? Uh, 12 inches. That's a lot. I thought it was just... As soon as we record, man. She wants to start playing with my feet. As soon oh, as you press Your record. dog has issues. This dog... Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Give me the spray bottle. <laughs> This dog is wild. I swear, that's my favorite dog, though. I'll tell you, all of them. She's a dog's dog. Like Pepper's she's my favorite. She's not a lap dog. She's not a <clears throat> want to be human dog. She's a dog dog. Well, we're here, like shortly there for after our last episode. This is unusual for us to be back in here so quickly. I think we hit a milestone today if we release another podcast. Oh, so we get another podcast at the milestone. We hit a thousand followers. What this morning? Yeah, overnight last night I woke up this morning to a yeah. thousand followers. God, we appreciate everybody, big time, so, big time. And if you're not, if you listen to the podcast, a, that's a thousand downloads, a thousand downloads total. So we got yeah. twenty twenty four podcasts I think posted right now currently. Twenty, because yeah. we deleted one member in the middle. Okay, so we got twenty. I want to say it's twenty four. Didn't we just release? 25? Oh, did that take our view? That took viewer. That took downloads away when we deleted that one, didn't it? Yes, and I also took uploaded podcasts away, too, because we have another milestone we can meet with, 25 podcasts released, mm-hmm. and we're not at that. We need one more. So I think that um, it's 24, 24, I believe. Man, we might be we might be on to something with this stuff. 24 podcasts and 1,000 people have downloaded between those, and our most downloaded is episode 11, I believe, You know why with I like, Raven. You know, I, it's, I like, keep, it's up to 96 downloads. You know, I keep saying I like doing our live stuff, but I honestly, I like this, too, because I get to look at you. Oh. Where doing the live, I'm having to face the computer. Aren't you sweet? I'm being serious. We got candle lit between us. Yeah, it's kind of romantic it's today. Kind of, yes, yeah, a little. I got a candle winter, lit over the there. The winter weather going on in Ohio. Oh my goodness! I'll be skating to work tomorrow. We should have bought ice skates. I don't think you're gonna be able to make it to work tomorrow. I'm going. I'm in there like swimwear. <laughs> like I said, you're gonna go out on that road, and then you're gonna slide all the way down to the end of the street, Man. and then your car's just gonna be stuck. So. My wife's doubting my driving skills. Or you might have to take the G-Mobile. Well, I ain't going to wreck your car. I ain't worried risking that. Jeez. At least it's got all-wheel drive. She was all-wheel driving on ice. Before wheel spin instead of two. <laughs> I look cooler as I'm doing a donut. Maybe one of those wheels will catch something <laughs> on the way by. But look at that dummy. Just wake me up. If, I'm, if, I, if I don't go to work, wake me up so I can watch you, <laughs> watch you slide on down the road. Oh, my God. All right. So we're here. We're live. We're getting it done. But yeah, we appreciate everybody for the uh, the downloads. And if you're and if you're downloading the podcast and you're not um, um, following the Facebook page, please Warp Sense Reality on Facebook. You follow the page, and we we post little dumb stuff on there. Let you know when things are coming up, when we're doing stuff. We do uh, Facebook lives on. We've done two or three, so uh, definitely tune into those and get your. Those questions are funnier out than the podcast. Yeah, that last one was gold. I went back and watched it. But I mean, I don't know if people have that same humor that we have. So some people might not find it gold, but I did. Yeah, some people are just gonna think you're an asshole. No, it was it was you're all mean in, to your mama. It was. I mean, I don't like the lady. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and be honest with you, but I would never torture somebody. We yeah, just, but she comes across as like all sweet and innocent when she yeah we talks. just yeah she's evil she's evil reincarnated to this day like right now right now tell you how what she wants to tell you so but i mean you know i don't badger or nothing like that she comes and goes as she wants to and i you know i try to dodge her if i hear her coming i just try to duck off my office or something and wait on her to throw a tornado to pass through and go back up and then i come back out 
So it's not really no big deal. You know, everybody's living, everybody's happy, everybody's eating, everybody's fat. And we're I feel all... like you're long-winded over there. You're like talking like a long speech and then you have to like take a big breath. I mean, I, honestly, I felt, I felt myself. I think it's the mask, wearing this mask every day to work. I feel like it has me like doing like the, like catching my breath a lot that I would never did before. I think you're just breathing different because you're so close to the microphone. I mean, I don't know. So you're self-conscious about it. Or maybe it. since you got earphones on, you're hearing what a br- actual breath sounds like compared to like when you're not, like you're hearing it live. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> oh, man. As soon as I did that, I started thinking about the, uh, what is it? Um, the memes about <laughs> they took their music off Spotify. Oh, my gosh. And they did the one from uh, Coming to America. What was that? <laughs> Oh. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> Did has, they do that one? Yes. Has taken their music off Spotify. I was like, that is so good. That is so good. They should good. do the guy that sung it, like, she's your queen. Queen to be. be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we're, we're rambling. Where are we at here? We're, we're, we're chatting. We're going to pick up from the story where we left off in Fredericksburg. I mean, Fredericksburg's kind of, I mean, work was like lit, but. Yeah, work Life was, was not really that exciting. All right, so we moved to Fredericksburg, and you said we literally were staying in an empty apartment. Yes. Like we had an air mattress. You and posted a, TV. a picture on a Facebook page. That's basically what That wasn't like. our apartment. That wasn't our apartment. That's that exactly, exactly what it, it. Look, looked like. But, uh, you got to make sure you bring your TV. That's number one. Your you know, video games. I had the, I had the uh, cable cut on within like the second day we were like there. Josh could not go without video games. Not for a day, not for a second. Back then, I was a big gamer. I was what, you 20? You said back then. What I was, was 27. Last year? Are you serious? <laughs> Two years ago? Quit it. Yeah. Stop okay. it. Quit it. Go ahead. So anyway, so we moved into the apartment and I don't know. It was a nice place. The drive was was horrible. Oh my God. We, li- we lived 45 miles from where I worked. Yeah. And it could take up to four hours to get to work some days. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how bad the traffic was. By the time in the, when I went to, literally, when I went to uh lee and harrison mm-hmm. and that was put me 63 miles away one way mm-hmm. and then uh, that babysitter we had moved back like, two exits back from where we lived at mm-hmm. on, on sundays <clears throat> i would leave work at 2 p.m by the time i got because you remember you if you remember it was slow going and then also northbound was backed up on sundays because everybody's coming back into town in the dc Right. Oh yeah, that's the thing. On Fridays, everyone leaves. Yes. <laughs> on on Sundays, everyone's everyone coming back. back. So literally on a Sunday afternoon at two p.m., I get off work, and it would take me. I pull in my driveway at the apartment with Kayla in hand at seven thirty p.m. consistently for mm-hmm. what it was rough nine ten eleven twelve 30, for five years. Five years that was my Sunday drive. Yeah, but you got to use the HOV lane sometimes. Not Sundays, it was only open going northbound. Explain <laughs> so, what the I mean, HOV lane is. HOV is just they they know the busy times. Like in the morning, it's open going southbound. I mean, going northbound, and it's like a lane that at the time you had it was because I've never heard of this before. It was there. called a HOV three. So after after six a.m. in the morning, you had to have three people in your car to ride in the lane, and if not, you had to ride in the backed up you know three lanes of traffic, and then and it would go from like it go from peak time. But like if you got in it before, see, I didn't have to be, I had to be work at five. So what, what I was, you're la- 
before six a.m. you can have just by, you're by yourself and you can ride in the lane. Mm-hmm. So I'd get on, I'd get to the HOV in time where I could ride it up and then you know jump over to three ninety five, then to four ninety five. And um, but after six a.m. you had to have three people in your car. Yeah, my schedule never coincided with no. HOV lane. And then and then it would go northbound from like I don't know whatever in the morning till like uh like two maybe two p.m. or something like that. And then from three p.m. to like midnight one o'clock in the morning it would turn and go southbound. That way they knew all the people leaving work going out back out of D.C. could uh, use the HOV lanes. So. And see, I thought I was going to be slick and work late so that I could just bypass oh all the traffic. Oh, my God. But because it's so much traffic in the daytime, at night's when they do road work. Mm-hmm. So then they shut everything down. I literally sat on a shutdown highway while they were putting up those signs that tell you, you know, what lanes what, mm-hmm. going where, for four hours. Yeah, you Sometimes you just pull over and sleep in the car. One time I was shut down because of a wreck. The transfer truck had pulled over on the side of the road to take a nap, and the ambulance couldn't get through. And it was raining real bad. You had to make sure you had gas. That was mm-hmm. scary a couple of times because I'm a habitual letting my gas run on E forever. Yeah. So take what lady. Yeah. So the ambulance had to stop, and the people had to get out and come running down there and bang on this trucker's window to wake him up. And then, I mean, at that point, like, what are you going to do? You know, because he'd pulled over, so everybody else had pulled up. So like, everybody's like trying to crammed together so this ambulance can get through it was just one night i was coming home i saw a police chase with a um motorcycle Mm. that motorcycle flew by me i mean it was going and and we had a long drive so i'm like okay maybe i'll get to see what happens maybe i won't because you know i got a long ways to go sure enough i caught up with it eventually and he laid the bike down so they had and they didn't care they still had him like they were laying on his back, knees on the back, seen, with their hands been, behind their back. I've been watching a lot of those those kind of motorcycles and I guess crotch rockets, whatever you want to call them, videos lately. Mm-hmm. And like, just I mean, like not professional, like just Joe Blow with a GoPro on going down the highway, and it's nothing. They're doing 145, 158 miles an hour, just like rolling down the highway, like just boom, 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 in and out of traffic. I'm like, holy man! I'd be, I, I that's, I think I have a fear of hikes and I have a fear of that. No yeah, way. I knew it wasn't going to end well because I mean, it, how could it? <clears throat> and then one time, I remember someone followed me home from work. Yes, I was on the highway and I couldn't. That's when my cell phone. I don't know what was wrong with my cell phone. It was dead, I think. But I, that we had the car phone was built into the car. Yeah, the OnStar. Yeah, well, it was like a phone through there, not just to call OnStar, but yeah, I could call you. And so I was coming home, and this van. And mind you, when you pull off the highway to our exit, you you drive like three miles down till you get until you get to our apartment. Well, at first I noticed because I don't like people behind me. Mm-hmm. That's one of my pet peeves. Like if I'm driving the highway because I don't want people put you know riding my bumper and, and that bright and, lights in your face and well, the mirror. This particular night, there, it wasn't crowded on the highway, so there was no reason for someone to be riding right behind me. So I was like, all right, well I'll get over into the fast lane and let this person just go on through. So I get behind, I get over in the fast lane, they get over in the fast lane. So I'm like, that's weird. Like why? You know, maybe this somebody just doesn't want. You know, sometimes people like to ride behind people in case deer jump out and stuff. If especially if you're riding for a long period of time down the down a stretch of highway. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, because I don't mind riding behind people. I just don't like people riding behind me. So I I ride for a little bit and then I kind of slow up. They slow up. I speed up. They speed up. And mind you, my work again is 45 miles. Mm-hmm. To home. So this is a long way that this person would be going the same direction, but that's not uncommon because it's 95. So 95 goes all the way of what from New York? Yeah, all, all the way, way down to, to Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people could be taking a long stretch of 95 for a legitimate reason. Yeah. So I get back over again. They get back over again. So 
I'm like, all right, well, it is what it is, thinking, you know, there must be traveling. Well, when I get to our exit and I get off, I forgot about them. But then it caught my attention again because they got off. So I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to get weirded out. So because they have been riding, I don't, for riding behind me for a really long time and late at night, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. So I go down, take a right off the exit. They take a right off the exit. Yeah, because the split. You can go right or left. Mm-hmm. So then I go down to our apartments. I turn to turn in our apartments. They turn to turn in our apartments. So now I'm really getting like. Yeah, I'd be freaking out. Am I imagining things? You know, am I like, is it me? Is it, you know, am I just like being paranoid? So then I'm like, well, I'm going to test them because we lived in the middle of the apartment complex. So I'm going to drive to the back of the apartment complex. And then when you get to the back, there's no further to go. And you basically drive through a circle and come back up. So if you've gotten to the very back of the apartment complex and you didn't park somewhere, you don't live there. Could they have trapped you back there? No, because it went around in a, how... in a circle. Okay. Oh, it went yeah, around, around the building. Around yeah. yeah. So like, but that's the last building. That's it. Where would where else would they be going? Mm-hmm. So I instead of I surely wasn't going to stop at our apartment and get out. So I went past into that last set of buildings and I did the little loop. They did the little loop. So now I know something's wrong because. That was the last building. If they lived in an apartment complex, they would have went to their apartment by now. Mm-hmm. So I kept going back up towards the front uh, where the office is, you know, because it's a circle now. So and now at this point, I'm trying to call you because you're already asleep because you have to be at work at five, get up at five in the morning. So I'm trying to call you and call you and call you. You're not waking up. So I just like start driving in a circle around the apartments. And then they followed me through one circle and then they followed me through the second circle. And I think by the second circle, they realized that I was driving in circles. And so when I came back from the second circle, they didn't complete it with me. So then at some point, I think after that, you answered the phone mm-hmm. and came outside. And then I was like, I know I'm not crazy. Like, this just happened. The scary part of that is, like, I what, here's what I'm thinking happened. They, once they realized that you realized that they were following you, mm-hmm. they were probably like, bro, she probably not called the cops or something. You know, whoever whoever's in there. Well, we she lived inside a fire a station. Coming. I should have just drove to the fire station. I didn't think of that at the time, like, because you wouldn't answer the phone. Like, I could have just drove back out of the apartment complex into the fire station. Um, and I the doubt arm. they would have followed me because it is a fire station and they would have realized. But, yeah, by the second time that they, because they weren't familiar, obviously they weren't familiar with the apartment complex. So, by the second circle, it took them one good circle before they realized I was doing mm-hmm. circles. And then. So, she th- they probably thought whoever's in that car is our, and you never know, so you weren't paying attention. They could have rode up beside you at some point during the ride before you realized they were there mm-hmm. and been like, oh, that's a female by herself in that car. Mm-hmm. Then they backed off of you and started following. So, you know, they could have passed you or anything when you before you realized them and they realized that was a female in the car. So, they were, all right, we're going to yeah, follow Yeah, because I didn't think it really start. They didn't really catch my attention until we were driving by ourselves completely and they're right behind me. And I'm like, why? You know what I'm saying? If, I, if it wasn't somebody who didn't dislike that and that wasn't like a pet peeve of mine, yeah. I, maybe I wouldn't have noticed. Thank God. Thank God. Now, 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 now that it's happened, you you always pay attention when you're riding, or do you think you've already like? No, I go? don't. Yeah, I don't. I wish I could say that I learned a lesson, but I, I really don't. Mm-mm. I mean, but I don't really drive at night like that anymore. They probably thought you was calling it like she's she's stalling because she got the cops. You know how many? Yeah, you know how bad the the stretch and, of ninety five is with drugs and everything yes. else that runs up down that. And highway. most likely, if they're going to do something to you, they're probably already felons, so they know they probably got warrants or felonies. And charges. it was a white van. Just a stereotypical white van that you, you yeah. like, you know, are wary of. So they'd have followed you in the apartment. You got the cars. I so badly wanted to see what it would have happened though. If I was, if if no, I wish you would have answered the phone. Oh. So that you would have been looking and see what would have happened. But I mean, because you carried a gun, 
Yes. But I don't know if it would have been worth the <laughs> worth risking it just to see what happened. I don't know if I was pregnant then or not. Thank God I wasn't one of the times you had no gas. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Or something happened to my tire and I got... Yeah, because You know, was... sometimes they do bump your car and stuff just to get you to pull over. Like, I felt like driving home at night was always an adventure. One night, a board flew up, my brand new car yes. flew out of no... I don't even know where that board came from. Smacked my brand new car, busted my headlight, my windshield. I remember that. Then one day I was going to work and then I drove and this man was about to back out. Well, I have the right of way because I'm coming through. Yeah. But I saw he's about to back out. So I'm like, oh, he's about to back out. He don't see me. So I sped up real quick to get past him because I, I realized he didn't see me. But I guess that irritated him. He thought I was trying to hurry up and get behind him so he couldn't pull out or oh, something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So he chased me down. And being a dummy, I was pregnant then. I was like nine months pregnant. Being the dummy that I was, I stopped. Because I thought he was trying to flag me down, something was wrong in the car. Because at first I didn't realize what that he was upset. I thought he was just trying, like, trying to tell me, like, you know, your gas can't, things open or something. And he also drove a van. So I stopped and he rolled down my window and he got out and was just, like, cussing me up one side, down the other. See, the craziest thing I like, saw. Like, road rage. Craziest thing I saw was um, I was in the fast lane going home and um, there was a motorcycle in front of me and a car beside him in the middle lane and the car the dude fell asleep started drifting over onto the motorcycle guy and they bumped each other mm -hmm. so then the motorcycle guy had to take his right hand off and just basically lean you know kind of lean the bike against the car mm -hmm. and he starts beating on the top of the car like hey hey beating on the car and then you see the guy like jerk up and then yank the car over but then he over yanks it, and he almost he goes in the slow lane and almost rams that car. So that car smacks the brakes and like gets sideways in the pull off lane. And then the car, you know, and then that starts the chain reaction of brakes locking up in that lane. And then he corrects it and gets back in the middle lane, and then he's just like looking straight. <laughs> so of course the most I could do is like shooting the rod and everything, and he just takes off. So I'm like, I gotta see this guy. So I pull up beside him, and he was just like straight ahead. Eyes wide open, wasn't looking at nobody because he realized what he had just done. I was like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> and, and and it just amazed me, like, because I had to be at work early. I literally, I get on the highway at like 4.30 in the morning, and it's literally like bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, and we're all doing like 80 miles an hour, flying down mm -hmm. 95, going towards D.C. I used to read while I drove. Yeah, it's almost I like... I read the entire series of Fifty Shades of Grey I don't while know, driving. I don't know how many times I could tell you that... Uh, there was, I mean, more times than not, that the Fredericksburg drive, more times than not, I'd just be, I'd be, get, be veering off on 495 and don't even remember how I got there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, I know. Like I get on the highway and once you merge and then you, then you're just in your lane, you're doing your, you're riding the bumper in front of you. Your mind just, and then you, you your mind just drifts away. And I would merge on the night on the HOV lane, get all the way to the end of the HOV, get off on 395, merge over to 495. Then I'm like, hang on, what in the world? Like, good Lord. And that was every day. It was only in the morning drive. The afternoon drive, I was always alert. But the morning drive, I would just doze off into another world and just. I've seen so many wrecks on the <clears> drive. Remember yeah. the time we were coming back and we saw the car on fire? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving, I was coming home from work on Thanksgiving Day, and they, the other side of the highway was dead empty. I'm like, man, how's there no traffic? I mean, yeah, there's my side's very light, too, but there's no traffic mm -hmm. for like 15 miles. That's when you know there's a wreck. And then I'm like, uh-oh, something's up. And then I get over the hill, and there's a life alert helicopter landed on the highway, airlifting somebody up out of there. Like, as I was going by, the blades are starting to spin up so they can take off. Yeah. And you've seen the cars all mangled up, and then traffic backed up behind that three lanes backed up all the like uh, all the way to our exit 
and that was almost at the Stafford exit. We was at Fredericksburg. That's like twenty. That's like nineteen miles of backup on Thanksgiving Day. So somebody's getting life alerted out of there, could possibly die. Obviously, that's serious injuries. And then you got seventeen thousand cars piled up behind it. People like trying to get to see their family or whatever. And they don't care. You're not going anywhere if there's a wreck. <clears throat> yeah, it's shut down. They didn't even they didn't even try to open like one lane for them, like the pull off lane to go around through because they want to do their investigation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that happened crazy. here uh, not too long ago. Remember, I told you I was stuck in there. Yep. The helicopter came. So, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff you see on there. I, I got stopped one morning, bumper to bumper traffic. We was already 395, just past your exit where Duke Street was. Everything came to a standstill. So I'm like, man, what? And I'm sitting beside a transfer truck, right? And like, I'm like probably even with the trailer. So it's a 53 foot trailer. I'm probably in the middle. So then there's probably another car and a half behind me that's still in line with him. You know, and I'm just looking at my, I'm looking at my side mirror and I see these lights coming like super fast in his lane. I'm like, them lights really like they're moving, you know, and the guy must have been paying attention and ran right up in the back of the transfer truck doing, never even hit the brakes, Mm -hmm. like probably doing 75 miles an hour, just right into the back of the transfer truck. And I'm sitting beside the transfer truck, and you just see the wheels go screeching by me because he hit so hard, he pushed the fo- truck forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it just freaks you out. You're sitting there like, I mean, luckily I was aware because I'm like, them lights really like they're moving fast. And just it sounded like a bomb going off when he hit. And then the truck, and then I was like, oh, that scared the living shit out of me. Like, I was just like, well, I just want to get off. I just want to pull off this highway and get the hell out of here. This is crazy. And then, and, and then what's funny, like you see some people start getting out of their cars. Nobody in my lane did. And then like, as soon as Travis started moving, we all just started moving like, oh, well, sorry about your bad luck. You know? I did that one day because there was an accident <clears throat> right in front of me. I, I was, the car in front of me was the first car not in it. And then me. So like all these cars just went every different direction. I'm thinking to myself, because that'd be at work. There's tons of people here. Like mm-hmm. nobody died. People, the guys got out, ran across. He was, but you could tell he's disoriented. He got out. He got out of his vehicle and ran across to the other vehicle and left his family in his vehicle. Didn't he check on his own family? And then he just like kind of like started like wandering around aimlessly and then sat down. So you could tell they were disoriented, but there was tons of people around. And I'm like, I can stay here and I'm going to be here for another three hours. Yeah. Or I could take, get around, go around this and go through it and just weasel my way right past for the cops get here. Mm-hmm. So I chose option B. Yeah, same thing I did. I kept going. I mean, trust me. No, mind one, you, if I was a medical professional and thought I could have done anything that anybody else couldn't have done, then I would have been more than happy to help. But like the dark side of me, the dark side of me, I really want to get out and like I want to go back here and look at this dude in this car and see what he looks like and what his car looks like. Like I don't know. Oh, you why. don't know if he lived or not? No, he oh, he probably got decapitated. I was like, holy crap! So you know, I don't right on his phone. I was like, what in the world? And it was still dark outside. I was like four. It's like five fifteen in the morning. Or so, falling asleep. It was still dark outside, but he ran right up, and I guess he just didn't notice that every lane in front of him was stopped. But that you drive could tell. was just so dangerous. Yeah, it was a dangerous. The, yeah, that one time I worked, you know, so I come in at five in the morning because we have a, and we had, and it's Sunday in my store, and we have a store walk on Monday. I'm supposed to work five to two, go home, get my sleep, come back, you know, midnight. We work all night long, get it ready for the walk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I get, I work five to two. Well, by like twelve, I'm like, man, we got so much left. We need to do. You know, we got a big truck coming, you know, and I'm like, so I'll stay a little bit later. And next thing you know, it's like four o'clock, then it's five o'clock. Then you're just like, hang on this. Like, I might have to just, say, you know, now you're thinking like, well, if I leave and drive home at five, I'm not going to get home till probably eight to do what? Sleep two hours, get up and come back to work. And then you're going to be probably feel even worse. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to stay, you know, so I end up. So I came 5 a.m. Sunday morning. 
and stayed till 11 a.m. Monday morning. So what is that? Five to five in the morning is 24. Just a couple of times you've done that. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So that's 27 hours straight up, right? No, 24. Am I counting it right? The 27? Five to five is 24 hours. That's 31 hours. So 31 hours straight, I'm up. I mean, I was feeling it like I was. I had a rash. I was limping. My feet were hurting. I couldn't stand straight up. You know, and but we made the walk was great. Everything was good. And I'm like, I'm I, later, guys. You know, and then I feel like I get a second win. You know, like oh man, okay, I feel fine. You know, I'll be all right. And Did then, you work that entire time? Huh? Did you work that entire time? What do you mean? On the clock the whole time? Yes. So you would think the company would be like, um, yeah, I we just risked somebody's out. life by having them work 31 hours straight. Nobody even asked. I mean, nobody cared. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm so I get on. When you went to leave, they were probably like, "Why are you leaving so early?" <laughs> so I leave and literally I get on 95 going southbound and I, at some point I fell asleep and woke up and about smacked the guardrail and then I feel like that dude with a motorcycle I almost hit the guardrail yanked the car over almost smacked the car in the middle lane straightened it up and then I'm like oh crap because I mean it was 11 o'clock the traffic's starting to pick up by them not super super bad but it's picking up mm-hmm. and i'm like all these people can see me looking like an idiot oh my god i was so embarrassed but i was wide awake for the next 40 miles no ifs ands or buts i don't think you ever told me about that <clears throat> it was just one of the store walks and just because mind you the store i was at on sundays alone i do thirty-two thousand in produce alone so when you got this little bitty department doing thirty-two thousand, you're blown everything's busted and then I think my truck on that Monday morning was a $47,000 truck. And they, you know, of course, Tim had it brought and dropped early, you know, so we'd have it at midnight. But half the truck had to stay on the reefer because we didn't have enough room in the cooler. So we're just pulling them out, pallet by pallet by pallet, getting it done. And this was one of the first walks I had when I was there. So I had, you know, they didn't offer all that help. Like, oh, you want me to bring you five other guys from other stores? And we had nobody. So it was just us as a regular crew getting this done. <clears throat> and the specialist that never showed up till seven o'clock the next morning. So, In time to take credit and shake hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his little suit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know how that goes. So thirty-one hours, and I was just like, man, this is crazy. So it was some, it was some rough. Fredericksburg was just Fredericksburg was just work, working so hard, work and work and work and work. And then you know, and maybe I think it just didn't, it didn't give us time to focus on all our bad issues because we both work so much. You know what I'm saying? You, t- I remember you telling me one time, like you just seem like you're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt like. And I was like, what does that mean? Like I've never really stopped to think about that. But you're right. Like literally, we were just living. Because we did and existing. I, I don't even remember if we had a day off then together before Kayla. I don't think we had. Was, if we did, it was random. And you were in like opening, in your position, opening was like what, nine to something? You know what I'm saying? So where I'm working basically five to twos every day until they, I get, you know, of course they get onto you and you got to go pull a 10 to seven once in a while. You know what I'm saying? But I was basically just doing my five to twos, going to work, coming home at two. And, you know, if I saw you. If you were off, then yeah, I'm, I get home and we're home from two o'clock on together, or I get off at two, so we're home from three thirty on together. If you're working, then I might see you about nine o'clock at the earliest. If if you're right working before you went to bed, yeah, if you're working to mid or you were working three to midnight, I didn't see you. You know what I'm saying? You were asleep when I woke up in the morning, and I, and um, you were yeah. What? Well, how am I saying this? You were asleep when I got up in the morning, and I was asleep when you got home at night. So there was no, and and then after a while, you realized like. 
and we rarely speak. Is we don't really, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just like there's nothing going on here. Like we just, hey, how you doing? I'm gaming. You're playing on Facebook or whatever it is you're doing. Or I think I definitely felt like we were drifting apart. You slept a lot too. You would come home, in, but it I wasn't mean, that we were drifting apart. It was just that we there was nothing there. We were we would our relationship was working like literally not working our relationship, but at work all the time. And I feel like it just didn't give you time to work out. You know, because we're just coming from getting back together after a lot of drama. After like basically, might as well round it up to a year of being apart, and then we just rush off to Northern Virginia, and then we're just working and doing. You know, you're just passing each other in the night once in a while. And I had a lot of resentment. <clears throat> Even though I didn't want to have resentment because I felt like, you know, we had come to this agreement that you had your one and done. I had my one and done. But I still, it was like, come back and like, you were just like, nothing ever happened. You know, back to normal. And now I'm getting the other side of it like you were when we got back together after my incident of all that resentment and anger and like just looking at you like it just that is so weird made like you want to like ugh, i put you, I, I, I i i browbeat the hell out of you for like what four or five straight years mm-hmm. and then like as soon as i did that we got back together it's like you it, expected it, it's like it didn't bother me no more like mm-hmm. like i was like i don't like i never had the urge to throw it in your face yeah but anymore. you you expected me to not have any issues with the with yes with but i can look back on now saying situation. since you were but and i think since you were the newer person that it happened to you have those emotions you got to work through, and that's part of the working through process. You know what I'm saying? But I'm looking at like, man, I've already I did that for mine. And I'm done now. I'm not doing that no more. So I expected you to be like, if I'm not doing it, you're not doing it. You know, but you I never, be over it. But it was new to you. Where it was five years old, six years old for me, it was new for you. So, but I'm like I say, you can say what you because you. Cause you I always, still think I handled mine better. Because you always like to say like. You know, you were thirty. You were grown or whatever. Like, no, even at thirty, I didn't realize. Like, you were twenty five. Um, I'm talking about by the time we went to Fredericks. By the time we moved to Fredericksburg, I was like twenty seven, twenty eight. Mm-hmm. I'm talking when it happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just saying, but at which I forgot my point. Now, why are you interrupt me? That was your point. You said that I was uh, always doing your face that you were grown because you are, I always said when I did what I did, I was like nineteen years yeah. old. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 Right no. out of high school. See, I was going totally. Opposite. And you're like, well, I was, I wasn't. I'm like, you were a grown no, man but, who was married. But when I, but by the time when I, I can look back on. No, I'm talking about the whole throwing in your face stuff. Like at thirty, I thought you should be over this. Like, why are you throwing this in my face? Now at forty one, I can look at it and say like, I realize why you were still dealing with issues. See what I'm saying? So at 30, I wasn't grown enough to realize, like, hang on, this is a natural process for her. At Now at 41, I can look back and say this was a natural progress of how that went because it was brand new. So I'm telling you, so because you like to use that, like, you're like even now at 40, you're still learning new stuff every day. I'm sure probably you don't realize you are, but I'm sure you are. Yeah, as we get as you get older, you really start to get outside of like when you're young, you're living you're living life. You know, you're. In everything, you're like you said, you're busy. You're trying to build your career. You're finding your partner. You're getting married. You're starting a family. You're, you know, you're constantly doing stuff. So you you're just caught up in what's going on. You're not analyzing what's going on, especially if you're a struggle in a struggle situation where you're like trying to make ends meet. You know, I'm sure rich people have time to sit around and evaluate their lives, but we didn't have time for that. So. Mm-hmm. We were just constantly in it, and it was just one thing after another, after another, after another, and it's just reaction, action, reaction, action, reaction. So now that we're like on the other side of it, and we don't really have anything going on as far as drama or as far as big milestones, you know, we're just coasting right now through life. You have time to sit back and analyze 
um, past behaviors, current behaviors, future behaviors. Um, you get time to do, you know, that self-reflection and working on yourself and growing as a person and refining yourself and kind of redefining. Cause like all the big milestones are gone now, mm-hmm. you know, everything's that we, that we, you grew up, what are you going to do your dreams and your hopes we've, we've done. So for the most part, so now it's just like, you have to kind of redefine what's your, what's your agenda in life or else you're just here to be here. And there's, there's no, there's no purpose to your life. So that's kind of where we're at right now where we just kind of reflect and reevaluate through this podcast, like everything we've been through from childhood on through our relationship and how we acted and how we reacted. And yeah, of course, sitting here today at 40 years old, you can say, I should have did this, or that was really crappy of me to do that. But that's 40 year old you judging 20 year old you. Yeah. That's not where you, your mind and your and your intelligence and your experience in life wasn't where it is today when you were twenty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You is right. <clears throat> and so, if you didn't grow up in a home where people talked about these kind of things, and we didn't, they don't know. then you don't think you don't. You know, you have to get there. My home was. You very, have to get there when you get there. You have to teach yourself and learn yourself. My home life was very emotionless. Like what and all these hugs and kisses. It probably wasn't a lot of self-evaluation either. Oh, I doubt that. A lot of in-depth conversations. <clears throat> You're probably right. I agree with you on that. All right. So, so, so the whole. So basically, we're just living to live. Going work, through the motions. Going of life. through the motions of life, mm-hmm. and it's just like so. Then, and then we we had tried to have a baby for a long time, and have never been able to try to have a baby. Yeah. So I think at this point, I had kind of just given up that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was going to a um, a doctor right before we left and moved up there. Mm-hmm. Well, now the, the schedule's so crazy I, that, that I wasn't even thinking about it anymore. You know, I just kind of gave up, like you know, because at this point I'm like 28 and we'd been together yeah. for like 12 years, 11 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you know, it's just gonna be us, and we're just gonna make money, and then we're just gonna travel and do whatever. Because we ended up going on like our before Kayla, we ended up going like so during that time we went on that awesome vacation to Bahamas, so you know, something mm-hmm. to a little poor white trash kids from backwoods north carolina never thought we'd go to the bahamas end up going to the bahamas i don't think i don't think this is the picture right here with us and the dolphin yeah we'll have to post that we'll have to post hey we'll post that so imagine so you'll see oh that's so good we're gonna post this photo and you would never know we're just two people working going through the motions and probably what's what's that famous saying i love you but i'm not in love with you is that how you would say that was that is that a good way to describe that Mm mm-hmm like I think we loved each other because we had been around. It's like we were. It's Josh we and Amy. We hadn't fell back in love again. No, there was so no. much, just so much, and that's one thing. One thing I've always said about our marriage is this: there's just so much. And like as a man, like you, you don't realize. How, and I don't know if it's other all men are like this, or I'm just a softy or whatever. But like there was so many nights I can remember sitting there. Like it's like I realize there's an issue, but I don't want to ask you if there's an issue because I know I don't want. I don't want to hear the answer. You know what I'm saying? So it's just better to just to be oblivious to it than like, like you don't want, you, that's the worst thing ever to have your woman look at you and say, I'm not in love with you, you know? So it was like, you can tell something's wrong and like you want to talk about it, but it's like, I'm, you know, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve kind of dude. And I'm like, I don't want to get in this conversation. And she tells me she don't be with me no more. So it's easier to just ignore it and not bring it up. So it, I could prolong the relationship. So that's just weird. But I mean, that's just a, I don't think men like to talk and, or we like to talk. We still want to hear the answers. We're going to get back. <clears throat> so, Makes sense. It was a weird time. 
This is weird. So we post this picture. We look like two happy little lovebirds, you know what I'm saying, on a honeymoon or something. <laughs> I mean, and we did have fun on the on the cruise. It was a great trip. It was a great trip. We did have fun in the Bahamas. First thing was the first thing our little backwoods asses did. We want to get off that boat and go see crystal clear <laughs> water. That was like we our marched first, our little. <laughs> that was like our first goal. They're like, I wouldn't get too far away from the boat. I was like, fuck that. We're gonna we walk until we find some water. <laughs> I want to see clear water. Like we don't have clear water at home. Oh man, it was so. And when we and we found that beachfront. It and when so I say awesome. when they when they show you what the Bahamas looks like on TV, that is not what the Bahamas looks oh, like no. when you get off of a cruise ship. I'm surprised we that's didn't the like resort Bahamas. If you've got money to go stay on a resort, yeah, that is not like right off the boat Bahamas. Right off the boat Bahamas is, is sketch is, yeah. as hell. Like you better stay with a group and don't be out after dark. Yeah, because we went we we went out. I remember we went out to that main street. We took a right and went straight and kept walking until we found water. And then it was like it's a little, not as easy to find water as you no, think it was. And it was like a it, little beachfront too to it find was, a beachfront as you think it would be. So we walk out there and we're swimming in the water like amazed, going underwater like oh my god, this is like crystal blue water. But the sand is not smooth like it is at like the Myrtle Beach. Yeah, it's kind of like it's ah, rocky. Uh, yeah, it's like rocky sand. It's small, <laughs> tiny rocks, but it's rocky. So we played in that for a while. And then, like you say, these a bunch of sketch dudes got like on this little high wall beside us, like you know couple you know 60 yards from us and started like breaking beer bottles and stuff so he's like uh it's time to go mm -hmm. so then we went back up to the main street and then we just would go back that way and then we stopped at a couple shops and bought some souvenirs and then back to the boat we went that first night <clears throat> yeah but then we had excursions so that the excursions we had took us onto the resort yeah you took a you took so a bus over to the resort and the bus ride to the resort was oh like my. like they don't have stop there's signs no traffic stop rules whatsoever rolling, there's like, no way you, there's no nothing there's no drive on this side of the street like everybody's just going at one time and that, remember the and guy on the dude, motorcycle laid his motorcycle down beside us yeah. <laughs> like he went down he's like we're going to die what are we doing on but this. literally, that bus driver drove a bus like it was a compact car. He was trying to drive that bus like a hundred miles an hour. He was whipping that, and thing. it was like dirt roads. It's not even paved roads. So you're like and everybody, you got, and it's like a bus full of people. So we're all everybody's making comments. And imagine and like, like most of the women on the bus are like Karens, so they're all like, "Oh my god, can you believe what I want? Oh no!" And I'm just like, "Enjoy it, man. This is awesome." <laughs> I don't think I could do it now. I'd probably rolling. have a heart attack. Oh my goodness, I don't think you could handle it. Yeah, they put. Drug you I, up with maybe that's what caused my anxiety. I have anxiety in the car if I'm not the driver. Like I will like literally make. She'll scare. She'll scare the driver enough to make you re almost wreck the car. I used to like lash out and hit honestly when I was scared, and then now I've learned to like sit on my hands so I don't like punch no one in the mouth. But I still like will make noises. I can't help it. It makes the trip so unbearable. Just, and, and like, like, and it's like you're everybody's it's like in, the, in the car. And it's like everybody in the house is happy. Everybody like, yay, we're going here, we're going here. <laughs> we all get in the car and everybody's excited. And then by the time we get to the where we're going, everybody's pissed off. Nobody's talking. I'm an asshole. Um, nobody's talking care. to nobody. And okay, I'm just like, so everyone knows I'm like this that has ever I've ever rode with. But Josh doesn't care, and he's been with me for 24 years, and he could care less that I have this issue because your ears takes me she like talks junk to me while i'm driving like, i'll be contact the whole time you drive like oh ah, ah, and like making these noises i can't help it and he gets so irritated and like my sister and you know anybody else that i ride with my neighbor they all know that i'm like this so they'll like be careful they're like it's okay i'm being careful you know or i'll sit in the back seat but josh we're going 100 miles an hour. I do not care. We're going, we got places to be. You know what I'm saying? And I drive fine. I drive fine. It's not a big deal. It doesn't, so. it doesn't matter if you drive fine. I can't. 
But it, bottom line, I can't control it. Bottom line, every trip we go on, by the time we get to I the think where the Bahamas we're going, caused my issues. I'm just saying. To where we're going, then the night's already ruined because we're arguing because my she don't like the way I drive and I don't like the way she scares me half to death <laughs> when I'm trying to drive. It's always a fun. It's always a fun fun trip. Then if I drive, on. he's over there telling me the whole time like uh, you, you could have made that light. You, you could have turned. It. You should have went. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm like, it's not a contest. Like we'll get there when we get there. Like, let's go. Oh my goodness. So so, but that was a great trip. Great time. You know, we had a good like it was. We just swam amazing. with the dolphins and went snorkeling out over a reef. You know, I was no, like, Josh is good. He's a great swimmer. So. When we go snorkeling, he can just like go dive down to the coral. Yeah, and look I had at it. I had such a good yeah because they try to give me a life vest and flippers, and I'm like I don't need either one of them, dude. And they looked at me like made a little fat joke, like I'm a, <laughs> I'm fat and like this. I'm like I'm fine. He's like okay, don't come crying back to me, you know. So down off the boat, I was like, because them flippers hold me up. You know, I don't see how scuba divers work. Maybe when you're underwater, underwater, they're cool. Yeah, the flippers made me go down. But when you're trying to kick off and get underwater, like I hate wearing the flippers. So I took the life jacket and like used it as a float. Mm -hmm. Like people were holding on to it instead of wearing it. Because mm-hmm. then you wear it, it makes makes you awkward in the water and you can't move. So I gave the flippers back. I held on to the jacket. But when you get into the ocean, even though from the, like the naked eye, it looks like it's just nice, calm waters, no waves, no nothing. When you get in it, it's like little ripples constantly. Like you're rocking. Like I say, I had it like, and, and it's like you didn't get to enjoy the- I thought I was going to barf. You did not get to enjoy the- the scuba, I had to get out. The, I got the, seasick. The um, snorkeling because you just don't. Oh, You're it was so, still enjoyable when I first got in because you can, it's clear. So you can see, we went out, even without being able to dive down like you can, you can see everything, you know, and you had, you had snorkel equipment so you can, you know, but after about 10 minutes, I had to get out. I loved it. It was, I, I, I enjoyed that better than swimming with the dolphins because like the dolphin was awesome, but like, you know, he just, and moves. all that was sketched too. Like the boat looked like it could have been like sank oh any yeah minute. yeah the only thing that made me because they look like somalia somali pirates or yep. something the guys that take you out there and the only thing the, like the only, thing, the only thing that like made me like ooh uh, for any half a second was when we got there i'm like why is that one guy out in the kayak circling us and he's like oh he keeps an eye for sharks <laughs> so like when he said that like i could feel like a little bit of me say oh lord this is serious this is serious business mm-hmm. and then i was just like Get that out of your head. But it's like a whole sketch, a sketch all the way down from the little dock that we went to, to the boat we got on, to these two dudes are just like these random guys. I think it took a minute to crank the boat to get to go. It was an old boat. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then, like I said, they got all the goggles just floating in buckets of this saline solution or something, just handing them out to people. Like, here you go, here you go. Like, imagine now. This was back in 2000, and I think eight we went. You know, this is the last trip you made for you need a passport to go to the Bahamas. You know, and um, but imagine now they'd be like COVID protocols and everything else. Anybody's you be think they'd follow COVID protocols? They I'm, are not. I don't know. Well, I mean, you're probably right because that's like a third world country. Now the resort was nice. Like you got on the resort and to go to the excursions, the resort was really nice. They had their own private beaches and everything else. Don't buy the rich people. <clears throat> I'm telling you, so even America goes to other countries and screws them over. Takes too. their lamp. Yeah, here, you know, and then it's just Americans going there making money. <laughs> I wonder who owns Atlantis. I bet it's not a, but somebody it might a, not even be an American, a Bahamian or whatever they, what they, what's, what they call Bahamian people, Bohemian? Bohemians. I bet you not. A, I bet you a Bohemian don't own it. It's probably some rich UK dude in the UK or some rich white dude in California that owns it. 
or a, no doubt. or a corporation's bought it, like BlackRock or somebody owns it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the people that live there just like hope that they they can make some money off of the people that come by either braiding your hair or That's selling so you a sad. souvenir. That is so yep. sad. Mm-hmm. I'm still a Republican though. <clears throat> oh I'm gonna put God. that out there. You ain't converting me. Still a capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about you today, and now I gotta think about what I was what I was thinking about. That's why I was looking on here now because that Gen X talk. One of the Gen X talks, he asked him like, "Dad, we, you know, we, me and my brothers and sisters, we had a pow out in the yard. And we think we we need to start being involved in decisions you make in our lives." And he's like, "What? I'm like, what the hell you just say to me?" And he was just like, "You know," he goes, "I've been doing this for thirty five years, and I still don't know what I'm doing." And he goes, "I'm we learn every day. We learning. You know, we're doing this like we're making this up as we go along." I'm like that is parenting, you know what I'm saying? That is life. Like nobody taught me. You think when you grow up that it's just like you're gonna know what to do. Mm-hmm. You're gonna know because adults appeared to know things. You know they appeared to know everything, and then you get to be the adult and you're just like, oh my god, I'm the one in charge. Mm-hmm. And you question yourself a lot. And I'm just like, oh, especially on parenting. And I'm like, there's not a blueprint, so technically, who knows what if we're what we're doing is right or wrong? You it's all it's almost like a toss up. Basically, basically when she when she graduates high school and goes to college, then you feel like, okay, we're doing we've done something right so far. If she don't, I guarantee you, you're and you know be that was my goal. Like, oh, if I just get her to graduate and go to college, and then you know, I'm thinking like. You know it's not over then because you're always now you're just gonna have your kid running free in the world. So you're now it's like I can't even imagine that right now at the stage in life she's at of her just like living in another state or going out to a club and like I'm not there to to mm. you know I'm just like I can't imagine like that's what they say that the being a parent never goes away that worry is I feel like it's just gonna get worse because now like my kid's loose in the world she can do whatever she chooses and not now but when she's a grown woman yeah and and that's another thing if you measure your parenting on like numbers then yeah i i'll say i think we're doing a great job because think about this and at least for me i don't know how you were in my elementary middle school days i was like an abc student mainly b's and c's you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i you know then ninth grade i had really some really good report cards and stuff but i still finished with a c average in some classes mm-hmm. and then you know early high school i was okay and then i basically was a bc student mm-hmm. you know like Mind you, Kayla missed the entire year of school because of COVID. I mean, you know she went, but she went. Online yeah, she went school. online. Yeah, she went mm-hmm. online. So, wasn't in that sit down atmosphere like school, school, mm-hmm. like her normal atmosphere. Missed a whole year. Missed like the last what three or four months of fourth grade. Then the entire year goes back, and now she here. She is finally back in school in sixth grade, and she ain't bring a whole nothing less than a B yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch because, as I read last night. They said the most difficult years to parent are between 12 and 14. Kayla just turned 12. Like I'm just saying, if you're going by numbers, though, I and think I've we're seen doing some, I used to watch Intervention. So my, that's my biggest fear is my kid using drugs. Yes. So, because I told her there's a lot of mistakes you can come back from, but there's no guarantee. That's not one of the very hardest things to come back from is, is a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. And so, it can be done, but it's not easy, even for the people that accomplish it. And even for them for the rest of their life on a daily basis, it's a, and, it's and a struggle. I, and I wonder if rich parents that live in these big neighborhoods that's a, and grew up in that lifestyle, mm-hmm. they probably don't even, that's not a worry they have for their kids. And it's usually those rich, popular kids like that that get on some kind of type of drug a lot, you know, and sometimes in those neighborhoods. But it's like, I, I bet think you, a lot. I bet you they don't think to say that. To the, like, I came from a family full of drug addicts, so it terrifies me that Kayla could do any kind of drugs. 
times. You know what I'm saying? So I bet you those rich parents, I bet you that's something that only crossed their mind. Like, oh, son, stay away from drugs. But um, it's like when I watch Intervention, it's like so many times it's like this person grew up just like this perfect little house family and everything was good and the kid was great and they were, you know, just everything that Kayla is right now and that we have been. And then something happens, usually something traumatic, like you were to die or... I was to die or, you know, somebody was to assault her in some way. It's just some kind of traumatic event. And then they just spiral. The human being just spirals completely out of control Mm -hmm. into like not caring about living, you know, using drugs. And then that's kind of where it usually goes from there. So I I still, even though I've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it till I'm blue in the face, I'm still not counting my chickens to that. Because you never know what, what, which way you're, you can parent how you can parent, but we all have free will. Mm-hmm. Just like you had really shitty parents and you chose not to be a shitty person. Mm-hmm. You could have really good parents. I've seen plenty of people, my dad included, have really great parents and choose to be shitty people anyways. That's what it looks like. Having like, you know, you'll hear people tell, I didn't raise them to be that way. I didn't raise them to be that way, you know? And then you, you can have people who raise four, four kids and they all turn out completely different. So honestly, I think parenting is, is very small to how your per, how the person's actually going to turn out. I think a lot of that is their, is their own DNA and their personality. I can do a show on the path. They choose to take it or not. You can just do the best you can do as a human being to be the best person that you can be as a parent. Mm-hmm. The rest of that, I mean, you can overspoil your kid and that causes them to be a bad person. You can uh, neglect your kid and that causes them to be a bad person. I mean, there's just, you just don't know how the, where the cards are going to fall. So I just take it. Year by year, prayer by prayer. <laughs> so we can so we can divide and this one up. So so trying to wrap this up here in the next five ten minutes. So we have we're just living life right now. We're in Fredericksburg. We're living life. We had a nice vacation to the um to the Bahamas, and we're just back. But it's still the same old monotonous. You know, we're we're rebuilding our materialistic things that we didn't have. You know, we're yeah, starting, money's flowing like wine. Yeah, money's flowing good, but we're like not really speaking. We're not you know. No, we were cordial when we were around each other, but it was we always were surviving. It was always quiet, you know. It was always quiet, and then finally a big event happens, and I think that turns that the tables on everything. Twenty ten, I think we should should we stop there, and then we pick up from there for the next one. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do one on on work stories. Yeah, I I've already got a because that guy, up there is an adventure. I got a guy that I work with. Um, at the big stores told me that like a couple of days ago we were talking on Messenger he's like dude you gotta tell work stories I'm like hey, we'll tell us we'll, we'll do an episode of work from stories from the same company we used to work for yeah yeah because we both worked for the same company for I worked for them for 21 years you was with them two different times for what 14 probably? years total 14 total mm-hmm. so it was good times so we got so what is it you said 14 mm-hmm. and I'm 21 so that's 20 that's 35 years 22 of us of that one company so there's some good stories some good stories that's some nut we, job stories, especially together. up there. Some nut job stories. Literally yeah. nut job stories. We, we can start when we first start working together at um, West Market and work our way up. <laughs> that could be a whole little series on its own. Uh, the teat stories. Mm. <laughs> I had to make a list. There's a lot. Uh, Write a book. <clears throat> All right. So, like I said, we're going through the motions and, like, who knows what's going on. I'm, I'm not asking no questions because I don't want to get told I don't want to be with you. And 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 if you remember in the beginning, we didn't like being there. Like we, I was counting down the days that my contract was up. It was rough. Yeah, because it was at work. New, it was rough. Yeah, and it was just like. But the so, money was so good. So bottom line, like uh, we were under the impression that when my third year was up and the contract was up, I, we were getting out of there. Mm-hmm. Like we were gone, and yeah, we was like, 
we did our tour and we're out. We're going back to North Carolina. So that was our plan. So we'll we'll get next episode. We'll get into how that plan went and how things transpired. Got us on the, a different track. So anything you want to add? Mm-mm. Nothing. No, this is pretty chill. Right, well, everybody stay safe it's out pretty there. Pretty chill, boring couple years of our life. Yeah. This is about a boring, this was a, probably a boring seven, eight, nine, about, it was a boring four, three and a half years of our life. It wasn't that three and a half years. Cause we, we moved up there in 07, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, was it three years? Yeah, it was three years of us, see what I'm saying? That's how much, you're going through the motions, like, you don't I don't even realize remember it. that three years. You don't even realize it. Yeah, it was three years, cause we moved up there October of 07. I will say that, like, I, re- I do remember, like, anytime anything would happen, like, say you're rude or whatever, I was just sitting there thinking, you have the audacity to be rude to me. <laughs> so I, w- I still had a lot of resentment built up. I mean, you and you had every right to have it. I couldn't get. I over can it. say that now. I was. I wanted to be over it, but I wasn't over See, it. Like what if? Like what if I could have been so brilliant, like the do- kid on Dawson's Creek? You know how they were like seventeen and solving thirty-five-year-old problems. You are so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time we watched Dawson's Creek, he's sitting here like, no sixteen-year-old thinks like that. No 16-year-old thinks like that. Honey, that Pacey kid is on there, supposedly on the show, in the show world, he's like a 10th grader. But this dude, A, is talking like he's a 40-year-old man and handling every, like talking to women like, I mean, just like giving it to him, like with the whole, like how you <laughs> He's would, dating 40-year-old like, women. Like, dude, stop it. Like that show is so fake in those terms because we used to be those ages and we didn't think like that. Yeah, but it's still annoying to watch TV with somebody that's constantly sitting there saying, And I apologize. You really do like that show. You like that show. I already and, watched it all. I've watched it all And twice. trust me, you I'd be sitting there like a dumb man, dummy and I'm like watching it with you. And I'm like, man, she done got me wrapped up in this crappy show again. Of these sixteen-year-olds that act like I think it's crazy to watch these old shows and know where those people are today, mm-hmm. those actors, mm-hmm. and like Katie, like Katie Holmes, and just sit there and think like if she knew back then what her future <laughs> held. <laughs> this is why we need to be on Facebook. Or Michelle <laughs> Williams, who was married to Heath Ledger, or I don't know if she was married to him, but they have a kid together. Yeah. You know, like you're looking at these innocent actors who are just trying to make a name for themselves, and and now they're really big name people, and you're sitting here thinking like. It's interesting stuff. That's crazy. They had no idea what they were in for. All right. All right. That's the joys of being old and getting to see people when they were young and where they are now. Yeah. It's a good show. Anybody, you ain't watched it. It's on lives. HBO. Is HBO Max? HBO Max. Dolphin's Creek. Go check it out. Wife loves it. It's not for everybody. <clears throat> that was a lot of dolphin noise. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at dolphin picture. I've been trying to work on pronouncing my T's. We're going to post that picture when the episode's done. After I load it, you can post that picture and post it with the post. Say so, hey, this is this is uh this is what fake happy looks like. <clears throat> I mean, we had like I say, it's hard to how do you say we had a great time on the trip, but because I mean, was, even on the trip we weren't really like it was killing each new. other. Like I went and did my thing, and you stayed in the room. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm like I say, I'm a natural. Like you 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 would have went to the club every night if you could. Mm-hmm. And I just ain't that type. That of That is dude. one thing I felt like I missed out on life partying the club life. Yeah, because you just are not about it, uh, and you're not the kind of you weren't the kind of guy like, oh, well, you go to the club with your girlfriends, like, nah. Oh, man, no. Hey, we had trust. You were very insecure. A, if if we wouldn't have had all that early relationship stuff happen, maybe I wouldn't have been that type of dude. You know what I'm saying? I have doubts. I'm telling you right now, if you want to go to the club, go go have fun. Oh yeah. Me and Kayla go and watch some yeah. Stranger Things or I'll even babysit. Do for people you. even go to the club anymore? Was I'm, that was that a nineties thing? I think it's I think the club for us now, seriously, like let's say we decide like, look, we're gonna start going out more, go to the club, it's more like the bar scene. But like not not 
the backwoods dive you know, bar. You know what I'm saying? Not that. I don't mean that. I mean like a classy upscale place where we sit at the bar and have a couple of martinis and like it's just like talking and you know, some music playing in the background. You know, like I think that'd be more our speed now. Now that I can actually take a shot here and there and not throw up. That sounds quite boring. No. I like to dance. That's why I wanted to go to a club. I don't want to go sit at a bar. Because we look each other. I can sit at home and take shots. We can look each other in the eyes. We've switched roles now. What? (laughs) I can sit at home and take shots. I don't need to go sit at a bar. Oh. How do we switch roles? I don't go to a bar and take shots. What is is the um, appeal of going to a bar? I don't know. I've never been to a strip club. What's the appeal to that? I mean. I mean, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I can see if you were a single man. I can maybe see what the appeal to that is. But being like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm married. Like, why don't I need to go? Or we want to have a girlfriend. Like, why do I need to go to a strip club when, you know? I mean, but you know what the appeal of a strip club is. That's not that's not a mystery. But I'm saying, like, what is the appeal of going and sitting at a bar? And just sitting there drinking. You can literally do that at home and watch TV and get something to eat. And it'd be like a thousand percent cheaper. Cheaper. That's the biggest thing, how much cheaper it is. I mean, I can see, if, like you said, it. if you're dating... You want to go out on a date and you're meeting somebody and you're, you know, like, hey, meet me at the bar and you're socializing. But like, for I feel like us we to go out to a bar. I why? feel like if we were like in the where we're at now, like if we had amnesia and forgot each other and then met and like wanted a date, I'd be like, I think we're at the age now. I'd be like, meet me in the coffee shop, I'll pick you up at the Starbucks. I don't think I'd walk on by. I'm like, ooh. Oh, you so full of crap. <laughs> Holy moly. That's where we're going to end it right here. By. I might cut this. This might get edited. Walk on by. Oh. <clears throat> All right. Well, I We're, know that's sad too because in the beginning, the first, you started out by telling me you, you like looking at me when we do podcasts. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. I think <laughs> for our for our connection as we're talking, being able to look at you in the face while we're talking, I think it makes the it makes the conversation flow better. I know, but then at the end, I clowned you. That was kind of. Oh, I'm, I'm like, I got big boy skin. Like, I ain't scared of no ghosts. <laughs> 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 time to go time to go all right well like I, we, I appreciate you for checking us out thanks for all the follows all the likes please hit us up on facebook let's go for 2000 yeah follow the page we're gonna keep releasing if y'all keep listening keep telling your friends now uh, we're gonna i want to get more to where we're doing these facebook lives i, I like to get to the point where we're doing the show five days a week live. trying to get josh on tiktok instagram you know, yeah we got to get our social media going get it popping instagram. and just you know do stuff for everybody you know just to see our everyday lives but uh, we appreciate everybody, and uh, thank you for listening to Warp Sense Reality Podcast. This is Josh and Amy. We out of here. Peace.